Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome, friends. Walt and I are so glad you're joining us on Walk with God. And over these past few weeks, we have been studying on our own and discussing the life of Moses, uh, looking at the book of Exodus. You know, he is a man, the scriptures tell us in Psalms, he was chosen by God, chosen for a very specific mission to free God's people, Israel, from the Egyptians. And you know, it's interesting because water played an important part throughout his entire life. We've, we've gone through several chapters um, in Exodus, and we see water at his birth. We see water when he goes and flees to the backside of the Midian desert. And then during the time when he returns now to Egypt and he confronts Pharaoh, we see those plagues affecting the water of the Nile. And now again today, as the people of Israel prepare to depart from Egypt, we will see water. And we want to look at two passages of scripture this week um, related to, first of all, seeing the power of God. And I, I can't stress enough, well, you and I have been really touched by the presence of God's power. And, and I think sometimes we don't take time to look at it and, and really take that in. Um, but we're going to also see water once again in the life of Moses found today in Exodus 14. And at the very end, we want to reflect on a few verses from Psalm 106. Well, you know, the people of Israel have continued to serve Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. Moses has been gone for 40 years, and now he has returned. He has, this Pharaoh has been a brutal taskmaster and the people have suffered greatly. You know, in Exodus 3, verses 7 to 10, just summarizing some of what we see there, the Lord actually speaks to Moses as he's in the desert, and he says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. And then in verse 8 there, in Exodus 3, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And I just have to pause. What a God we have. He does see us. He hears our cries. He knows what we're dealing with. And he does want to be our deliverer, doesn't he? Yeah. And I mean, even as you're saying that, I mean, those those words are so rich that sometimes we feel like he doesn't see or he doesn't hear or he doesn't know, but he does. And he heard the cry of the people. He said to Moses, that their cries, their cries have come to me. Do you, do you, even as you're listening today, do you realize your cries are heard in the ears of the Lord God, the Holy One, even of Israel? Come, he says to Moses, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And right here at the beginning of today's episode, I, 
I just want to give you a head to heart and I have to pause and just point out those truths that have just grabbed my heart. God sees us. He sees you, each of you who are listening today. He sees me. He knows our afflictions. He knows those things that are bringing sorrow and causing us to suffer. And it is his desire to deliver us. You know, at times it might seem like the Lord doesn't hear your prayers. He doesn't hear my prayers. But what we need to do is cling to the truth. And we just come back to Exodus 3 and we hold on to these powerful verbs that we've seen. He hears, he sees, he knows. It is his desire, friends, his desire to deliver you. So God wants me to cry out to him. He wants each of us to walk with him. Tell him what's happening in your life. What are you struggling with in your heart? What is impressing just great burden on you? And trust him. Trust him in the middle of those struggles. And we recently have just been involved the last few weeks um, just with some some really heavy uh, ministry opportunities that God's given us to walk with with some friends through difficult times, um, facing uh, really difficult, hard things in their life. And many times, Walt, Walt and I didn't have the words. Um, we, we listened, we prayed, um, we wept, we wept with them. And that's been so important in the midst of the hard things we face in life, that we come and we sit with one another and we cry out to our God. Yeah, and I think sometimes, um, you know, we've we've had education and we've had counseling courses and all of those things, but just the simple ministry of coming and listening, um, showing that we care by our presence, but also by our prayers, and um, that that ministers to people. Well, as we continue on in our passage, uh, talking about Moses, um, as we continue looking at Exodus 14, and we're not going to go through this as a rather long chapter, but God's going to do something unusual. He, uh, with Moses' leader, he's going to take the, the children of Israel um, out of Egypt, but he's not going to do it the normal way. God actually directs them and leads them to a place where they're kind of backed up against the Red Sea. They're trapped, and it, it, and it appears that they're lost in the wilderness. It appears that they're trapped, and with that, Pharaoh, as he goes on in, in, in Exodus 14, verse 3, Pharaoh says of the people of Israel, they're wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And God says, and I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart, and he's going to pursue them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and over, over all his army, the host of the Egyptian army, and then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And, and as you, you get to that, God's doing something unusual, but he has a purpose in it. It's a purpose to, that he has a, a purpose to show Moses and, and the people of Israel and teach them some things, but he's also going to teach and punish Pharaoh. You remember the story, even of the plagues that, 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 um, Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Well, now God has hardened Pharaoh's heart, and God is going to punish him for the hardness of his heart. As we continue on in Exodus, we read, God led the people away by the, the way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea. 
again, he has a plan, he has a purpose. Um, and, and there's something that the Egyptians need to know. Um, as it said, I love this, God did not lead them by the land of the Philistines, even though that was the, the easy way, even though that was the shortest road, because God said, lest these people, Israel, change their minds when they see the war and they return to Egypt. That was a way that would lead them immediately into war, and they weren't ready for that yet. But even as you, I get there, um, there's there's a, a principle that to be found here. The short, the easy, the normal way to go was the Via Maris. It really that highway connected Europe, Asia, and Africa, and it was the main road. Everyone knew about that. But God's not going to take them, and 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 it seems like for many of us. Like God doesn't choose to take take us on shortcuts. It seems like He prefers sometimes a, a longer way, sometimes a more winding road. And in this case, He's going to take them by the sea, put them hard up against the sea, where they realize there's nothing we can do. If God doesn't show up, something terrible is going to happen to these people. And and so they need to know that he is a God who cares about his children. He is a God who loves us. He is a God that shows up. And, and it's not going to be by comfort, and it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be um, the way we planned it. But he is holy, and he's trustworthy, and he's strong, and he wants to strengthen our faith. He's got that long-range plan in mind. He looks towards eternity. I want things to be solved today, and that's not the way God works. Yeah, and you know, while as you share that, even just now, it came into my mind. I mean, we still talk about the parting of the Red Sea. You know, when you get to Joshua, as the two spies go in to Jericho, what does Rahab tell them? We've heard how God parted the Red Sea. That was over 40 years ago. They were still talking about that. We're still talking about it thousands of years later. Yeah, I mean, 3,400 or so years later, we still talk about the might and the way that God redeemed out of Egypt these slaves, and he he wanted them to 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 experience his redeeming hand out of out of from the Egyptians, the mightiest nation on earth. He wanted them to know the Egyptians might be the mightiest nation on earth, but I'm more powerful yeah. than any nation. I will get glory over Pharaoh and all of his army, of his chariots and horsemen. Because I want the world to know I am the Lord. And so we know here in Exodus 14 that Pharaoh came after the people with chariots and horses. And from a distance, Israel could now see the Egyptians coming toward them. They were, as Walt just shared, they're backed against the Red Sea. And the scripture tells us here they were afraid. And that's a normal human feeling, right? We feel we do feel fear. In their fear, the people turned to Moses, and interesting, they complained, why'd you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? And we think, oh, their words are so foolish, you know, God's God's going to take care of them. But in the moment, they 
they were wondering what was going to happen. Remember, this is pointing to the fact that they need to grow in their faith. They need to grow in their trust of God, that he will protect them. He will take care of them. It would have been better for us to stay in Egypt um, and die rather than die out here in the wilderness. You know, we can be so fickle. Our faith is weak and we desperately lack that trust in the Lord. He will provide. He will rescue. And that's what we're going to see here. Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord. He will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You only have to be silent. And the Lord said to Moses, don't cry out to me. Tell all the people of Israel to go forward. Moses, lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. Because God's what? He's going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they're going to run right into that path that looks wide open. And I love this. God says, I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his chariots and all his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I've gotten glory over Pharaoh. You know, God calls us to take those initial steps of faith. Trust him. Maybe there's something right now that God's asking you to take a step of faith and you're unsure. And I would just encourage you, while we often say that old hymn, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Do what he's telling you to do, and God will take care if you are walking in obedience according to his word. And you know, as the story continues, God has a way um, that he is protecting and providing for these people, and it's really this angel of God, the angel of the Lord, and this presence of God, it's going before the camp of Israel, um, and, and there's this pillar of fire and a cloud, and the cloud protects them in the desert. Uh, the pillar of fire keeps them warm and guides them, but now this has been leading them right up to the Red Sea. Now it goes behind them and, and is in between Israel and the Egyptians. And so, as it stands there, there, there's a purpose for that. Um, Moses is, is going to see that the Lord is going to bring comfort and guidance, but this same comforting guiding for the people of God, for the enemy forces, the same cloud, this pillar brings darkness and confusion and great fear, and God is going to use that. Well, Moses is going to obey the, the Lord. He stretches his hand out over the sea. God drove the sea back by this strong wind. He made the sea dry land. Actually, one place it says, like a desert, which is crazy. I mean, there's no way that could happen unless God supernaturally made it happen. The people of Israel, they walk into between the sea on either side on dry ground. There's a water of, of a wall of water to the right. There's a wall of, of water to the left. And then that presence of God that had confused the Egyptian, even as Israel is crossing over and gets to the other side, that presence lifts. And, and then in the morning watch, sometime between 2 a.m. And, and dawn, this pillar of fire, this cloud that has looked down and confused the Egyptian um, lifts, and yet at the same time, 
they're in panic and, and they're, God even clogs the wheels of their chariot and he's doing this plan and all of a sudden the Egyptians realize, oh my gosh, something unusual. We got to get out of here, but it's too late. Yeah, and the Lord is fighting on behalf of his children. And now the Lord speaks to Moses because he has the Egyptians, he has Pharaoh and all the chariots right where he wants. And he says to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and their horsemen. And Moses stretches out his hand and the sea returned to its normal course in the midst of the sea, the Egyptians were thrown into the water. They were not able to escape. As the water returned, it covered the chariots, covered the horsemen, and all the host of Pharaoh followed them into the sea. Not one remained. And you know, in these closing verses of this chapter in Exodus 14, verses 30 and 31, much is accomplished in this miracle of God that day. The Lord saved Israel. He put them on the other side of the Red Sea, ready to begin their journey. Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. And as they looked at that, it's the reality. God did this. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. They watched this happen. And the good news and result on this day, the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and they believed in his servant Moses, who was God's chosen one to lead them into the promised land. You know, in Psalm 106, there are five verses that sort of summarize this. And I think in closing, I, I want to apply them to, our, to us. I want us to hear them fresh. It's a summary of what God did in that marvelous day. Psalm 106, beginning in verse 8, that he, God, saved them for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power that God rebuked the Red Sea and it became dry and he led them through the deep as though it was a desert. So God saved them from the hand of the foe. He redeemed them from the power of the enemy and the waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them was left. Then they believed his words and they sang his praise. You know, there's a pattern there. When God saves us from an enemy, um, the enemy of sin, the, the enemy of, of fear. The, there's so many enemies. When he saves us from that, when he shows us his power, um, when he redeems us from the pit, that's a time we need, by believing in him, we, we need to sing a song of praise. We need to praise the Lord. Um, not that everything is, is going to be perfect, but that he is there in the midst of those difficult times, in the midst of these difficult last couple of weeks. God has showed up. And he's taking care of us, and he will do the same with you. Let me close in prayer. So, Father God, we do thank you that you are a God who wants to save. We thank you that you are a God who has the power. And, and Lord, we know that eternally you will do that. You will see us safely home once we've put our faith and our trust in you. And, Lord, we just ask that as that happens, as we see those little acts of salvation saving us from the enemy, saving us from the pit, Lord, that by believing in you, 
Lord, would you give our hearts the desire to sing praises to you? Father, for that person out there hurting today, might they turn to you and sing your praises and know that you will not leave them eternally, that you will safely take them home. And now, Lord, until we come together again, would you give us the strength and the grace to walk with God? Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.